This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of September 14, 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted Americans of all stages of life, from babies and young children to pregnant women to older adults. This week, MMWR published a total of eight COVID-19 reports. They describe the role of children in spreading COVID-19, COVID-19 deaths among the pediatric, adolescent, and young adult populations, and two reports about health outcomes among pregnant women. MMWR also published three reports about COVID-19 in high-risk congregate settings for older adults. Finally, MMWR published a report about decreased influenza activity levels in the United States and Southern Hemisphere countries during the COVID-19 pandemic. In a report published on September 11th, investigators analyzed contact tracing data from COVID-19 outbreaks in three child care centers in Salt Lake County, Utah, from April to July 2020. Contact tracers identified 12 cases of COVID-19 among children in these three centers. 12 contacts of these 12 children tested positive or showed symptoms, including some parents and siblings. One mother was hospitalized. Thus, SARS-CoV-2 infections among young children acquired in childcare settings were transmitted to their household members. MMWR previously published a report demonstrating that childcare settings can take steps to successfully slow the spread of COVID-19. These steps include testing contacts with COVID-19, encouraging staff and children two years and older to wear masks, washing hands often, cleaning and disinfecting frequently, and staff and children staying home when sick and when their household members show symptoms of COVID-19. Although children usually have milder COVID-19 symptoms than adults, complications, including multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, or MISC, and respiratory failure, do occur in infants, children, adolescents, and young adults. A new MMWR report shows that about 120 people under 21 years of age died after being diagnosed with MISC or COVID-19. Three out of four people who died were Hispanic, non-Hispanic Black, or Alaskan Native, and almost three out of four were 10 to 20 years of age. Careful monitoring of cases, deaths, and other severe outcomes associated with COVID-19 in the pediatric population remains important as the school year progresses. To detect potential complications early, parents and healthcare providers should closely monitor infants, children, adolescents, and young adults who have been infected or exposed to someone with COVID-19. Two new MMWR reports show that hospitalized pregnant women with COVID-19 can have severe illness. In both reports, 
about half of hospitalized pregnant women with COVID-19 didn't have any symptoms. In the first study, looking at data from CDC's COVID net surveillance system, investigators found that among about 270 hospitalized pregnant women with symptoms and confirmed COVID-19, 16% required intensive care, 8% required mechanical ventilation, and two women died. The second study, looking at data from the Vaccine Safety Data Link Surveillance System, identified 105 hospitalized pregnant women with COVID-19. The number of women who were obese before getting pregnant or had gestational diabetes was higher among pregnant women hospitalized because of COVID-19 than among pregnant women admitted for pregnancy-related treatment or procedures. Underlying medical conditions, including obesity and diabetes, have been recognized as risk factors for severe COVID-19 disease in other populations. Surveillance of pregnant women with COVID-19, including those who don't have symptoms, is key to understanding the short and long-term consequences of COVID-19 for mothers and newborns. Pregnant women should wear a mask consistently and correctly in public, avoid large gatherings, wash hands often, stay at least six feet apart from people they don't live with, and continue to seek prenatal care. Three reports in this week's issue looked at COVID-19 in high-risk congregate settings for older adults, including skilled nursing facilities, long-term care facilities, and nursing homes. Two reports highlight new data about illness and the high risk for infection in healthcare workers in skilled nursing facilities during COVID-19 outbreaks. In one report, facility-wide testing at the two skilled nursing facilities in Minnesota identified COVID-19 cases among two out of three residents and one of three healthcare workers. Genetic sequencing found similarities in specimens from most healthcare workers and residents within facilities, suggesting there was spread within each facility. Another report looked at mass testing of residents and staff in 28 long-term care facilities in Georgia during spring 2020. Facility-wide COVID-19 testing was performed either in response to a known case or before any cases were identified. The report found that while there was a higher number of cases among residents and staff found in facilities where testing occurred after identifying an initial case, cases were also identified in more than half of facilities where preemptive testing was performed. A third report looked at the risk of COVID-19 outbreaks in nursing homes examined data from West Virginia. Authors found that health departments could use the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid STAR ratings to identify nursing homes at greater risk for COVID-19 outbreaks and use this information when determining how to direct public health resources. During March through June 2020, about 1 in 10 West Virginia nursing homes experienced COVID-19 outbreaks. COVID-19 outbreaks were more common in lower-quality nursing homes, based on STAR ratings, 
the chances of a COVID-19 outbreak in the lowest quality nursing homes were more than seven times higher than in two to three star rated facilities. When investigators compared the lowest quality nursing homes with the highest quality, those with four to five star ratings, the risk was even greater. It was 17 times higher. These three reports emphasize that to protect residents and prevent infection among healthcare workers, these nursing homes and other long-term care facilities need enhanced infection prevention and control practices, assured availability of personal protective equipment, and timely COVID-19 test results. In addition, for workers in these settings, reduced barriers to COVID-19 testing and flexible medical leave could protect both workers and residents. Data in another report released on September 17th found that actions to stop COVID-19 spread, such as staying home, wearing a mask, or staying six feet apart from others, could reduce the impact of flu in the United States this season, if widely practiced. Indicators of flu activity dropped dramatically in the U.S after the recognition of widespread community transmission of COVID-19 and have remained at historically low levels from May through August 2020. Data from Southern Hemisphere countries also indicate little flu activity during their usual flu season this year. These declines coincide with the use of measures to slow the spread of COVID-19. However, it's impossible to say with certainty what will happen during the upcoming U.S. flu season, making it important to prepare for both flu and COVID-19. Getting a flu vaccine offers the best protection during any flu season, and it's even more important than ever now because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.